Dr. Carol Francis Talk Radio Show. Let's make life happen together with authors, scientists, researchers, both inside the box and outside the box of understanding so that you can live a life full of your success, curiosity, enjoyment, happiness, and richness of life in every respect. Let's go beyond our limits and let's help others go beyond their limits as well. Welcome. We're going to go beyond our limits in terms of being able to recover from trauma and abuse by use of Chinese medicine and acupuncture and a much better understanding of what our neurology, our biology, our physiology is as it relates to trauma and abuse and to introduce us to a myriad of ideas, and there's no way we can cover all those ideas, is a wonderful individual full of heart, full of education, full of experience, and her name is Dr. Lori Douche. I hope I'm saying your last name correct, Lori. Is that correct? It's actually Deutsch. Thank you for asking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad. And when I mess up a name like that, we just have to say Deutsch, Deutsch, Deutsch three times in order for mm-hmm. uh, everybody to know what your name is. And everybody, please do look at the program front so that you can know exactly how to contact her because you are going to want to be in touch with her for what she has to offer. Lori, these programs that we're currently doing are all about trauma and abuse recovery. And I specifically asked you when I saw you at the Ananda uh, Fellowship, would you be willing to share with us Chinese medicine and acupuncture's take on what the body goes through when it's gone through trauma and abuse, and what are the different ways to shift back into having a healthy, vibrant body, and maybe even a better body than before the trauma and abuse? That's mm-hmm. a big, tall order, isn't it? But where would you like to start us on that discussion today? Okay. Well, first of all, what I'd like to say is that I do a combination of Chinese medicine, which includes acupuncture, uh, Chinese herbs, cupping, you know, all of the gems that Chinese, off, uh, Chinese medicine has to offer. Um, I also do functional medicine. And that's a big part of my practice as well. So I would be speaking from both of those perspectives. Um, Functional medicine uh, is a little bit newer on the scene, uh, but it's getting very popular. Chinese Chinese medicine and acupuncture has gotten quite popular, so that's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Um, Functional Mm -hmm. medicine is about treating the root of the problem. So with functional medicine... We heal the body systems instead of chasing symptoms. Beautiful. Does that make sense? Oh, wonderful. That's exciting yeah. To hear. So, for yeah. instance, um, you know, when someone has uh, headaches or migraines, there are many different reasons for that in both Chinese medicine and functional medicine. And we want to find out what that particular person's reason is um, so that, you know, we're not just giving a. Um, you know, something to pacify it, so, you know, a, a, an Advil or, or even um, just giving Chinese herbs. Sometimes we will do that, but we want to look for the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. And, and so in terms of the functional medicine and healing the body systems, we're talking about the immune system, the endocrine system, so hormones, thyroid, the gastrointestinal system, nervous, musculoskeletal system, well, I should say the nervous system. Um, the detoxification mm-hmm. system, which is so important right now because there are so mm-hmm. many toxins yeah. in our environment. Um, and then also the metabolic system, you know, blood glucose and insulin is major right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That has to do with, with uh, you know, prediabetes and diabetes and, and weight and um, 
And so, and of course, the acupuncture is, I just think it's an amazing gift to the world. It is so mm-hmm. powerful. And um, we are healing by uh, nourishing the body, by um, unblocking stagnation. Um, acupuncture can, uh, during the acupuncture uh, process, we can access uh, endorphins and uh, brain neurotransmitters like uh, serotonin. So, so both of these medicines are pretty amazing. Mm. Now, absolutely, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, go for it. Take it away. And Take you asked away. you asked a particular question. So, um, what I'm going to say is that, uh, you know, the effects of the past, the residue of pain and trauma, reside in the body. So, mm-hmm. when we do our healing, we we talk about a mind body spirit connection. You know, really looking at it from all different vantage points. And so the first thing um, I want to put out there is the idea of it takes a village, right? Yeah. So, you know, it takes a village to heal in terms of, let's say, a therapist, support system, friends, so forth. Um, But it also takes a village of modalities. So a person will benefit if they have various tools in their toolbox to heal. So yeah. we're talking about possibly psychotherapy, possibly um, acupuncture, meditation, exercise, nutrition, functional medicine. All of these things are wonderful modalities. And although someone could get so much out of any one of these, it really is beneficial to look at it from more of a 360-degree turn, you know, to see yeah. it from different mm-hmm. vantage points and to, um, to treat it. Um, in a in a more holistic fashion. I love what you're saying, Lori, and that is actually the very basis of my book, Paths to Recovery After Abuse and Trauma, and is the basis of the program by the very same name is that there's so many paths available for individuals mm-hmm. that are recovering from abuse and trauma, and also so many paths that they actually probably need to take simultaneously in order to optimize their progress. That's mm-hmm. one reason I was so excited about talking to you about functional medicine and acupuncture Chinese medicine because those are definitely avenues or paths people need to consider alongside many others. In terms of these three perspectives, and they may actually all be one, but three perspectives, how do you deal with, let's see, which system of the body do we take first? Um, I'm going to give you a few ideas, and let's see which one you go with. Last uh, two weeks ago, we talked to Bernie, Dr. Bernie Siegel about the impact of anxiety and stress on uh, illnesses, and so the immune system. Uh, prior to that, Carlos Dodd, we talked about the very strong correlation between cancer and individuals that have suffered abuse and trauma. So those two are about disease, but then we also know about cortisol and the stress hormones and the impact on stability and balance that getting out of your rhythm caused by trauma and abuse really does disrupt not only your own emotional sense of stability, but your body's sense Mm -hmm. of knowing how to reliably take care of your equilibrium. So where do you want to take us on any of those? Yeah, Yeah, let me start with this. Um, When we are healing from abuse, we want a safe environment to explore and heal the trauma, right? 
Um, And so what I want to discuss is the idea of a safe outer environment and a safe inner environment. So the safe outer environment, you know, might be the office of a trusted therapist, of course. Um, The inner environment is the biochemistry. So our biochemistry Mm -hmm. is all about how the chemical substances and the body processes interact inside our bodies, and we want a healthy one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're really interested in this because when going through the healing process, we need inner strength to maintain resilience and stability. Um, there's always this, this cute little thing that um, my husband and I sometimes laugh about. <laughs> when his mother died many years ago, <laughs> his, his grandmother wow. um, said in her European accent, um, eat, eat, you need strength to worry, you know? And and if she had had the if she had had that word heal, I bet she would have said heal, because his mother died young mm-hmm. and he needed strength to worry, mm-hmm. i.e. heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so interesting. Yeah, and so um, we want to create a positive inner environment, and you know we do that with good healthy food, of course, you know uh, organic, preferably if we can. And and I just want to mention this just in case I forget. There's a website called um, the Environmental Working Group, um, ewg.org, I believe. Um, And they have something called the uh, Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. Have you heard about that? No, but I'm putting it in my computer right now. Talk to us about it. Okay. Well, anyway, um, you know, I tell people it's really best to eat organic. Of course, it is best to eat organic, but... Sometimes we can't. Sometimes money's tight, um, although I think that, you know, you want to spend the money because you don't want to spend it on being ill because, really, we do have a toxic overload in our environment. Um, however, they have the Clean 15, which are – or let me start with the Dirty Dozen um, – is a list of the fruits and vegetables that are sprayed the most, that have the most toxins in terms of pesticides and herbicides. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Clean 15 are a list where it's okay that you can get by not doing organic. Avocados are on that list. Mm. Strawberries are on mm. the Dirty Dozen list. So just to kind of put that mm. in there, because I want to say that acup- uh, that um, uh, you know organic is best, but I understand people can't always do that. Um, we also mm. want to hydrate with pure water as much as we can, but. Creating this positive inner environment also includes our thoughts and actions, okay? And, and talking mm-hmm. about stress, that's a biggie, yeah, and that affects the body tremendously. And, you know, yeah. there are three different types of stress. There's emotional stress, there's dietary stress, and then there's pain and inflammation, any pain and inflammation going on in the body, it's going to stress the body out. It's going to stress the adrenal glands. So, um, you know, there are various different um, foods that could create dietary stress on the body. Some of the high offenders are gluten, soy, dairy, peanuts, things like that. Um, and, um, but sugar, let's just let's t- touch on sugar for a second here. Sugar can stress out the body. It can cause inflammation. And initially, it causes a release of serotonin in the brain, and this gives us a short boost of our mood, you know. Um, However, um, then the sugar releases insulin, and that pushes the blood sugar down, creating low blood sugar, also known as reactive hypoglycemia. That can cause fatigue, irritability, depression, 
and, and then more sugar cravings, which can create a vicious cycle. Mm. Um, so when we talk about stress, we go right to the adrenal glands because stress releases cortisol from the adrenal glands. And uh, this cortisol, um, you know, sometimes there's a certain amount of good stress. This cortisol can make you finish a project, you know, but um, it can be too much. If too much cortisol is always coming out, it's going to create anxiety. And then what's going to happen is that it's, the cortisol is going to peter out. It's going to then become low cortisol. When you have low cortisol, this does a lot of things. This can affect many body systems. So it can affect the hormones, so the, the male and the female hormones, and we both, as, as men and women, we both have both. We, as women, have right. testosterone and, and so forth. Um, it can affect the thyroid and the insulin. Uh, the, the lowering of the cortisol can make these body systems that I just spoke about work less efficiently. Uh, for example, the immune system. There, there is a good deal of the immune system in the gut. They say like 60 to 80% of the immune system is in the gut. And there's a particular thing, um, uh, substance called SIGA, secretory IgA, and that is a big immune module. Um, When that decreases, the immune system decreases, when the adrenals um, and the the cortisol decrease. So all I'm saying is that the depression of of all of these uh, constituents and chemistry molecules um, can actually cause depression. Uh, so mm. there's, there's uh, all of those body systems are going to be less efficient, and, um, and then you're going to have many different uh, things crop up like illness, disease, mental, emotional issues. So it's really important to keep adrenals healthy, and we do that in various ways with functional medicine. And acupuncture is amazing at decreasing mm-hmm. stress. Mm-hmm. How so? How do how do how do the three, the functional, the Chinese medicine, and the acupuncture? I know Chinese medicine covers acupuncture, but like the Chinese herbs, how do they address uh, the adrenal system, the stress system, the endocrine system? Mm-hmm. How do they address that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the acupuncture. Um, is is one of the best things to decrease stress. It is a very relaxing treatment. Um, we are healing certain body systems when we we are you know doing the acupuncture treatment as well. Um, and so the acupuncture, similar to meditation. I mean, meditation is fabulous too. Um, exercise is fabulous. All of these things can decrease stress. And then. Um, I- but how specifically does acupuncture help? I know I was watching this special about the gut and the brain and the gut and how acupuncture actually around the gut was found to have tremendous impact mm-hmm. on a lot of systems yeah. in the body. What is, it, yeah. what is acupuncture doing that individuals that are recovering from abuse and trauma can understand so they know when acupuncture is a go-to uh, intervention? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, in terms of what you just said, it increases serotonin. 
So serotonin is a mood-calming neurotransmitter. But here's the interesting part. There is a lot of serotonin in the gut, and it actually helps the gut move better, the peristalsis, you know. Um, so, so it helps the gut enormously. Acupuncture can increase the serotonin, and acupuncture can also address certain things going on with the gut. So people have IBS sometimes where it's a alternating diarrhea constipation issue. Um, there are certain points on the abdomen that we can use to help both of those things. It's the same point, interestingly mm. enough, because we are just mm. healing and balancing the gastrointestinal tract. And so there's so mm. many things that uh, happen with when the gut is disturbed you know, we can go all the way from the mouth down. So, you know, you could have acid regurg or heartburn. Um, you can have stomach pains. Um, there's a lot of things that acupuncture can help. And then functional medicine, when we heal the gut, we, we heal a lot of things because we do stool testing and we see if there are uh, pathogens uh, going on in the gut. So parasites and uh, something called H. pylori, which is the most common worldwide bacterial infection. And it's common. So we can heal these things with certain supplements and we look and see exactly what's going on with the gastrointestinal tract with particular stool tests that we do. And not all stool tests are created equal, so there are ones that are better than others. So that's how we use that to, to go ahead and, and, and work with the gut. And, of course, we're also doing nutritional counseling. Uh, now, mm -hmm. acupuncture also strengthens the immune system. It increases endorphins. So, you know, the runner's high, endorphins, yeah. these are the body's natural painkillers. So acupuncture is fabulous for pain, any kind of pain. We're talking, you know, back pain to abdominal pain to neck pain, anything, migraines, headaches. Um, acupuncture also regulates hormones. So that's pretty amazing because we can regulate, regulate uh, the menstrual cycle and we can help uh, decrease or get rid of PMS. Now, Chinese herbs work very much uh, like acupuncture, except you're doing it with herbs. So we also have herbs that move the chi, the energy of the body. So we unblock stagnation that way. And, yeah. Uh, did I answer your question? Oh, keep going. This is exactly okay. what we're trying to understand is how these particular sciences and you know, practical interventions can really assist the body's adjustment. So keep going. What, tell us more about the supplements, the Chinese herbs and the Chinese, what, what are they, what are they doing? How do they work? What is the benefit of those, let's say, instead mm -hmm. of acupuncture? Yeah, when well, is acupuncture better? So, but so. Mm -hmm. um, acupuncture is always great and amazing, but sometimes okay. if someone's not coming in for a couple days, I do an acupuncture treatment, I reduce some pain in the body, uh, but sometimes acupuncture needs a few visits. And so I, I might send someone home with an uh, herbal formula, a Chinese herbal formula, to help, in a sense, continue the acupuncture treatment. And the acupuncture treatment actually continues. It actually, the effect of acupuncture can last for days. But that is a fabulous adjunct. Um, in terms of supplements that we 
we, we decide on which supplements to use by questionnaires, by talking to a patient, by getting uh, a whole health history. Uh, and then we also use lab tests. I already mentioned the stool test. We also use urine nice. tests. We use blood tests. And we can see so much go- that's going on in the body. It's really very valuable. And from that, then we can say, oh, okay, this supplement would be good for you or that supplement would be good for you. It's very much personalized and tailored to the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so for example, what I'd love to ask mm. is, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was I'm just so going excited. to, um, I know you, were, you had mentioned you were interested in the brain neurotransmitters, serotonin and dopamine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So so that's you know that's major for any kind of abuse and trauma. There's there's a lot going on with this. Um sometimes people have trouble sleeping. Um there are you know issues of um anxiety, depression, fear, worry, all of that. So serotonin mm-hmm. is the calming neurotransmitter. It helps with sleep and increasing a, a you know a mood and a general sense of well-being. And dopamine is the feel good uh, neurotransmitter. So that creates feelings of pleasure and reward and helps memory and motivation and better concentration, etc. So um, what we want to do is there is a, uh, a urine test where we can see the metabolites of these neurotransmitters and we can then understand what's going on with the neurotransmitters. And we use certain supplements mm. to, to help that. Uh, so uh, because the serotonin, um, it, it just it, it can be the the serotonin can um, lower to to become decreased um, through chronic stress, poor diet, toxins, drugs, even some of the mm-hmm. antidepressants can actually eventually mm-hmm. lower the serotonin. Um, artificial mm-hmm. artificial sweeteners can lower serotonin. So there's a lot of things out there. Of course, you know, uh, nicotine, alcohol, caffeine also. Um, and uh, so so just some thoughts about besides um, having a supplement that is recommended for you, which can work beautifully, there's also things that people can do on their own. Getting exercise for, let's say, at least 30 minutes three times a week, although it's nice to get some exercise and move your body every day if possible. Um, of course. Yeah, walking, yoga, stretching. Um, plenty of sunlight actually can help both of these neurotransmitters. And staying hydrated can help the whole body. There's actually a book that's been written called The, many, the Body's Many Cries for Water. It's mm-hmm. a whole book written about how amazing um, water is in terms of healing the whole body and so many things. It's, it's a great book. It's um, written by a doctor, and his name is very long. I think it's an Indian name. Uh, it starts with bat, so I just call him Dr. Bat, but it starts with B-A-T. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then with the and then prayer and meditation, these are all good things for, for uh, these neurotransmitters. Um, also getting enough protein, so not, not too much, mm-hmm. but, but enough. Um, there are different mm-hmm. uh, equations for how much protein to get on the Internet, um, this is one that I pulled off. It says take your weight divided by three, and that's roughly the amount of protein you need in grams per day. So if you, for example, mm-hmm. take 150 pounds divided by three is 50 grams, and two eggs are around 12 grams. So that kind of gives mm-hmm. you an idea. Now, 50 grams might be too much for one person. 
um, and, and not enough for another. So we're always looking at these things personalized, and, uh, and that's something that we discuss when, when people have uh, consultations and treatments with me. Um, also, um, probiotics are really important because the gut is often thought of as a second brain. You know, the gut <laughs> and brain connection is very strong. So uh, also um, probiotics. And I, I do uh, recommend that people uh, get their supplements from a uh, trusted health practitioner. Uh, I say that because a lot of what's on Amazon uh, can, uh, there's a lot of fraud on Amazon, so you don't know for sure what yeah. you're getting. You don't know if the expiration date has been changed. There's a lot that we don't know. So, so I do recommend um, really uh, going to someone who, who knows about, uh, you know, holistic medicine. Now, and, clearly yeah. you have a very holistic view of all these sorts of things. And you just said, and, go for it. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, okay. Um, well, let me talk a little bit about the emotions. Okay, because this is very much involved in the area of healing, Um, healing from uh, abuse and trauma. Um, We're going to have, as humans, we always have emotions, but sometimes more emotions are going to come up. And and so in Chinese medicine, we have emotions that are connected with each of the, uh, with the five elements. It's the five elements and uh, so we've got, you know, wood, fire, water, um, uh, oops, I'm forgetting, earth, and, um, well, I might not have gotten all fire, but basically, uh, the, this correlates to the organs. So, for example, the spleen is the, the spleen stomach system, meridian system. And that's what we look at in Chinese medicine is the meridian system. These are meridians or channels that run the length of the body or certain parts of the body, and they run alongside the blood vessels and the nerves. And these are very real. You can put a needle in mm-hmm. at one point, and by the way, the needles do not hurt. It, it, oh, yeah, I'm an extremely gentle <laughs> needler, and, and many oh, people are. It can be extremely painless. <laughs> What were you saying? Oh, I've I've had my share of very painful acupuncture sessions. So uh, there you go. Okay. Well, well then you should it. try well, my acupuncture. It, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think okay. so. I, I'm I'm on scheduling me in. Go for it. Yeah, uh, I know. I have been I have been told um, by many people that uh, not only is it painless, but they often can't even feel the needles go in um, because Amazing. I feel energy in my hands. I don't need to dig deep for the chi which is the energy, uh, the vital force. Beautiful. Yeah. So, um, so when we needle a particular point on, on one part of the channel, it can affect the other channel. So you can needle a point on the foot for the liver channel, and you can affect uh, the, the liver channel or headaches, which are oftentimes liver-related uh, because it's stress-related. Uh, you can affect that all the way up the body. So it's really it's really beautiful. But what I was going to say is that the the spleen stomach meridian, uh, when it gets depleted, when it gets deficient, it may cause certain emotions like worry, overthinking things, even obsessive compulsive thoughts. So 
what we need to do is heal the spleen. Now, we can do that beautifully with acupuncture and herbs, but there's other things that people can do. Um, the spleen doesn't like damp, cold things. So ice cream's not a good idea if you have spleen deficiency. <laughs> so um, then let's talk about the liver. The liver is the channel that is most responsible for the smooth flow of chi or energy throughout the body. Now, if the liver is the liver system, and whenever I talk about the liver in Chinese medicine or any and uh, the, the kidney in Chinese medicine, I'm talking about not just the organ. I'm talking about the meridian system, which includes the organ. So the liver system, if it's off balance, we are prone to anger, irritability, frustration, impatience, and depression. So... Um, so if the liver system is off, it can cause these things. But if we have a lot of anger going on on a regular basis, it can also throw the liver channel off balance. And, and so mm-hmm. it could interrupt the flow of chi. You might have certain body aches and pains happening because of that. Um, and also another thing is that the liver, the organ in this case, is responsible for dealing with the toxins in our environment. And so... Because we are surrounded by toxins um, in the home, the office, the environment, the food, I mean, we just have to do our best at uh, decreasing our toxic body burden. Have you heard that term? That's a beautiful term. Explain it. Yeah. The toxic body burden. In other words, we're exposed to toxins. Some of us take in more than others. So uh, I might have a... a, 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 um, uh, you know, less of a toxic burden in my body because I eat organic, because I move my body, I get exercise every day. Um, I am not perfect. <laughs> I had I had just had a birthday and I had sugar, <laughs> but um, yeah, well, happy birthday! <laughs> I, yeah, but what I try to do is because I do have a sweet tooth, I try to have um, sweets that are better for the body. So I use things like stevia, and. And I have a really good stevia, so it's not doesn't have that bitter aftertaste. Um, there's also monk fruit, and there's also erythritol. So there are different uh, sweeteners that uh, do not spike the um, the glycemic index doesn't doesn't spike the blood sugar um, because when you spike the blood sugar again you have that insulin coming out, then you get a dip, and it just sets up you know, this, this vicious cycle and can lead to metabolic sin- syndrome where, you know, there's weight issues and, um, you know, blood sugar issues going on, foggy brain, all of that. So, uh, yeah, the toxic burden. Um, we just want to do our best. So that's why it's helpful to eat organic whenever you can it's helpful to get exercise so that we can move the toxins out of the body, uh, also hydrating, and, um, you know, with really pure water. Uh, there are some, you know, water filters that are better than others, too. People can contact me about that. Uh, what else? Um, oh, um, is it okay if I jump to sleep? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And, and and I'm being quiet because I don't want to interrupt any of this excellent information. Keep going, okay. please. <laughs> All right. Well, first thing I want to say, again, so I don't forget, is um, on my website, if you scroll down 
to the middle of the home page because there's there's a lot of information on my website and when you first go go on there are you know menus and people oftentimes don't even scroll down because there are so many things to look at on the menus that are on that initial page when you come into it um, but if you scroll down mm-hmm. in the middle of the website uh, the middle of the home page I'm sorry um, you will see a place where you can put your name in and uh, your first name and your uh, email address and uh, that will sign you up for my newsletter which comes out infrequently but it will be coming out soon and uh, and mm-hmm. it also automatically give you to your to your mailbox uh, your email and go directly to your email a, a document a PDF that's called the seven tips for better sleep and mm-hmm. it's chock full of great information um, it's sort of like there's a bunch of tips under each tip um, and sleep is so important. We really do heal during sleep. We we talk about we've talked about beauty sleep for years, and that makes total sense now that I understand how important sleep is. And I think in this culture yeah. we don't appreciate sleep enough. It's mm-hmm. it's like people yeah. almost give themselves a badge of honor if they can stay up all night or or go to sleep late. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, the body does do its most healing during sleep. Uh, in fact, for example, uh, <clears throat> hold on a second. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, for example, the liver uh, heals during the hours of 11 and, and 1 o'clock. 11 o'clock and 1 o'clock oh, wow. in Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the time of the liver. So we really want to be deep asleep by 11 if we can. I, I do recommend, and, and you see this in, in the PDF that's, that you can get, I do recommend that people make, if possible, 10 o'clock their goal. Then if you have a goal of 10 o'clock, maybe you get to sleep by 10.30, maybe a quarter to 11. Uh, but uh, the, the body um, not only heals, but the human growth hormone uh, comes out uh, during those times too. And human growth hormone is something that's great for anti-aging. It's great for weight loss and helping with fat and uh, digestions of fat. Um, well, the liver helps with digestion of fat, but it helps with weight loss. It helps with sleeping even better. That helps with a lot of things. So there's there's so much, so much you know wonderful things that happen during the process of sleeping. And we want to make sure that people can do that well. Hence, that's why I wrote that PDF. I thought, what could be the most well, important thing that people can get is better sleep. That's wonderful. Okay, I'm just going to interrupt because it's Lori Deutsch, L-O-R-I-D-E-U-T-C, excuse me, T-S-C-H.com, LoriDeutsch.com. And I just did sign up for the, uh, the the newsletter and for your seven tips for better sleep. This is incredibly valuable because a lot of people who have suffered abuse and trauma have had a very severe interruption in their sleep cycle. Yes. And um, and don't really quite know how to go back to sleep. They don't know how to go back into not being vigilant. They mm-hmm. don't know how to sleep without the nightmares that reoccurrently haunt them related to the abuse and trauma they've survived. And mm. for many individuals, the trauma and abuse occurred in the middle of their sleep, so they learned the intensity of startle reaction, mm. yes. and therefore th- their system has not calmed down enough to be able 
to uh, shift into the deep sleep. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming that this wonderful document that I'm about to receive is going to have something related to learning how to go to sleep again. Is there anything you'd like to say about that on this yeah, program? Yeah, sure. Sure. Um, it has a lot of information about how to make your your uh, sort of make things more conducive to being able to fall asleep. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's so many things. First of all, acupuncture can be very helpful with um, decreasing the stress. Of course, I've said that already, but. It's always worth saying again because decreasing the stress can um, help with sleep and we can specifically work on sleep. Uh, Another thing, I don't think I put this in the PDF, so I'll say this now. Another thing is to do a brain dump before you go to bed. In other words, journal, Mm -hmm. write some things down um, and sort Mm -hmm. of put it there knowing, you know, it will be taken care of at a later time. It's there. It's in writing. Sometimes you can just say, I'm going to throw this up to the universe and have them take care of it, them, whoever, whatever. Um, so there, there's things that, that can be done in that way. Um, but I also want to touch on functional medicine here because, um, you know, parasites are not just in the third world anymore. They are here. And um, yes. many people um, have them and have gotten them and, and, and we've helped to get rid of them. Um, but keep this in mind that if you have a parasite, they are active at night. And so uh, I think they're active at night. I mean, I've heard that. I know certain ones are, maybe not others. Um, But uh, that can also interfere with your sleep. So again, dealing with functional medicine, we want to heal the whole body. We want to heal the gut. We want to take care of any pathogens that are... Uh, disturbing your body in any way, your emotions, your sleep. And then uh, we also uh, heal the hormones. So if because of stress your hormones are out of whack, we can uh, do a particular urine test where we not only look at the total amount of hormones there, but we also look at the metabolites Uh, So we get a lot of detailed information. And we also look at the diurnal rhythm. So in other words, uh, when you do the urine test, you are doing it uh, four times during the day. And they don't have to be on the same day. So you can do uh, dinner time, uh, bedtime, and then either the next day or we skip a day, depending uh, on certain circumstances. Um, Then you can do upon awakening and then two hours after awakening. And, and, you, and you do a, a urine test. You use a filter to, um, to test the urine. And what we get to see is what is going on with your sleep because we're looking at cortisol. We're looking to see when the cortisol is high, when it's low. Now, I just had a patient's uh, test come back where it showed he's had, been having a lot of problems with sleep. And it shows that the cortisol is high at night, high upon awakening. So, so that urine that, we, that was expressed you know, first thing in the morning upon awakening was urine that was collecting overnight. So we get to see what was going on in the middle of the night. And if the cortisol is too high, that's interfering with sleep. 
oftentimes you'll have, when that scenario is going on, you'll have where the cortisol is too low, either morning or afternoon. A lot of people have that, what, 3, 4 o'clock dip. And so there are ways to help that as well. And so, yes, there are a lot of ways in functional medicine to to work with the hormones, calling, you know, cortisol a hormone as well. But I just want to mention this before I forget, is that the hormones like estrogen and progesterone and testosterone, um, you can have a lot of things going on if those hormones are either low or too high. We really need to see what those levels are. And then there are certain supplements, again, that can help. Um, I do some bioidentical hormones, and also we use some herbs. And so we can heal the hormones as well. It's very encouraging to hear you say all of this. And one of the things that individuals loop into after abuse and trauma, they go into a real spiral of powerlessness. Mm-hmm. And in abusive situations, often the abuser has used uh, the the overpowering, the disempowering of the other individual to their to their benefit. That's the reason they stay mm-hmm. very kidnapped in the abusive situation is that they're overpowered. And here, in a sense, you're saying don't don't walk into your lack of power. There's so many interventions. And so many ways of understanding how to be more perfectly matching what the needs are so that you're really empowering your patients, your clients, to say, okay, let's really understand your body. Let's listen to it and let's progress it from one level of health to the next and to the next and the next. This is a very hopeful uh, decree that you are telling us about that there's no end to, like, how you can improve your health Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of where you're coming from. So when you have worked with individuals who have been severely traumatized, maybe the Las Vegas shootings, for example, or maybe they're, they were worried about their child because there was a shutdown at the school due to a fear of a shooting, mm-hmm. or maybe they were raped, um, or maybe they were you know, trapped in an elevator for 12 hours, even what what. What do you do that helps you know, okay, this is stress-induced, and maybe because the system is overloaded already, uh, but this is stress-induced, and we want to, what do we want to do? We want to move them into balance? We want to move them into an altered situation? Or is everybody completely unique, Lori? Mm -hmm. Well, I think, first of all, I, I, I want to say strong mind, strong body, you know, strong mm-hmm. mind, strong body. Um, yes, when what is we. That, what does that mean to you? Yeah, when we, um, when when our body is is stronger, uh, meaning, uh, let's say we're not eating as much sugar and therefore there's less inflammation and our body is less in pain, we just have more mm-hmm. resilience, and so we can meet these stressors a little better, hopefully a lot better. Um, when so, I just wanted to say that, going back to what we were saying a little earlier, uh, and mm-hmm. then when people come in and if they are in a state, a state of emergency in a sense, um, acupuncture is amazing. I will I will sit with people and I will talk to them and I will let them talk about, of course, what's what's going on because 
that helps to talk, to cry, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. you need to do, um, that can help a lot, just that in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then mm-hmm. I do put the needles in because mm-hmm. the needles, they're magical. They really are magical. I mean, I, I, I went into acupuncture. I, I went back to school to do acupuncture because I had benefited from this amazing gift and I wanted to give that to others. Uh, it is, um, I mean, there have been just like little miracle, miracles um, throughout my career of, of, of doing this medicine. So I will get someone on the table. I will put needles in, and invariably it will calm them down. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. things, you know, don't don't work right away no matter what you do. But I would mm-hmm. say nine times out of ten or 99 times out of 100, you know, it is going to help. And so we get them into a better state. As you can imagine, if someone can meditate, um, but sometimes there's monkey mind going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to say something about that because sometimes uh, someone will have the acupuncture and they will say, I couldn't relax this time. You know, just so much going on in my, in my brain. Mm-hmm. But when we look at meditation, we, we say that it's okay if you have what they call monkey brain or monkey mind, I'm not sure which, mm-hmm. which one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's okay if that, mm-hmm. if that happens because that is stress coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so the body has to process this, um, but the meditation still works on another level. The acupuncture still works on another level. And, and um, also another thing that happens sometimes, which is kind of interesting, is that someone will be having, you know, resting with the acupuncture needles. And I leave people to rest, you know, mm-hmm. anywhere between 20 and 25, 30 minutes. It just depends. depends on the person. And also the first time if someone is um, anxious about it, you know, sometimes I stay in the room with them the first time and, and, and just we see how it, how it unfolds. Uh, but, but what sometimes people will say is my hand jerked off the table. My hand flew off the table. Yeah. And I always say, don't worry mm-hmm. if needles fall out. Just don't even worry about it. It's not going to hurt you. Just let it fall out. If you're concerned, I, I have a beeper. They can call me. Um, but that's always an interesting thing when people say that because that is stress coming out of the body big time. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. a beautiful healing thing. Mm-hmm. So, so, yes, um, there are things that we can do to have immediate effects. The acupuncture, mm-hmm. talking it out, crying, getting things out of the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mm-hmm. there's also getting someone on a re- regular healing protocol. You know, if someone can do both the acupuncture and the functional medicine, that's great. If they can't, they can do mm-hmm. one or the other. I do take um, insurance, by the way, for the acupuncture. Um, mm-hmm. We do. We we can do um, PPO insurance plans. So, um, so that is very helpful. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, um, that is nice. And and sometimes the insurance can be helpful helpful with certain of the functional medicine um, uh, lab testing also. So that's very helpful. So 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 what I would say is that. We we can certainly uh, go in and do something for immediate acute relief, um, but we want to work at things over time. Mm-hmm. So, 
Acupuncture works over time. It is cumulative. And so Mm -hmm. as you do one treatment after the next, it just keeps working more and more and better and better. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that Mm -hmm. I haven't healed, you know, knee pain in one treatment. It's happened. Or back pain in one treatment. But but you can't Mm -hmm. ever expect that. You just don't know how it's going Mm -hmm. to go. And um, Yeah, I think of one of the the trickiest questions I get when people contact me is, how long is this going to take to fix me? <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, my goodness. It's really yeah. no way to know because you don't know how deep things are. You don't know how complicated things are entangled or intertwined. You don't know um, how how the individual is going to take to whatever interventions are going to be in their best interest. So there's a lot of unknowns. But what I greatly appreciate about what you're saying is, the attempt to make this as doable and affordable as necessary. And at the same time, when it comes to our physical health and its reaction to trauma and abuse, it is best the earlier you get treatment for your physical well-being, we have found that brain chemistry, brain wiring, as well as your cardiovascular system, your respiratory system, your digestive system, that the sooner you get relief from the stress reactions of your body, regardless of where it is, whether it's cortisol or elsewise, the sooner you get relief, the actual longevity and intensity of those situations on your body is much less. Mm-hmm. It's much less in terms of quantity and quality, in terms of length and in terms of complications. So that I know that money is a great concern and a stressor to people. At the same time, you're actually shortening your treatment the sooner you get in and the sooner you do comprehensive interventions on your own behalf. And to not cut yourself short merely because right now the monies look complicated because in the future the complications are going to get even worse. That is such a preaching of doom. But it's also reality. So what's your reaction? right. Yeah, and and you know there there is so much that you can do on your own too. And I always encourage people. You know, we talk about lifestyle changes and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, you know, have a master's in nutrition from way back. It's been a passion of mine for years and years. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, food does. Um, what, Hippocrates said something like, "Let food be thy medicine, and medicine be thy food." You know, mm-hmm. and. Um, so, so, you know, one thing that people can look at as they um, – it's nice to get a baseline on this, but, but I, I would say, you know, in Chinese medicine we look at the tongue and we, and we check the pulse and we get information that way. But people can look at their own tongue. So you can look at your tongue after you've gone wild with sugar, let's say. And then you can look right. at your tongue when you've been eating more clean and you can see the difference. So it's just really interesting to sort of keep an eye on the tongue and, and see the changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, of course, if they, if they come to an acupuncturist, they will um, talk to them about the tongue too and, and, and shine some light on that as well. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so there's a, a lot that we can do. And, and I also um, I want to say that acupuncture works on just about everything meaning that it works mm-hmm. directly or indirectly with just about everything. Uh, the only thing that mm-hmm. I refer out is cancer because there are people who specialize in cancer. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I treat a lot, uh, and uh, 
there are particular um, addiction, for example. There are particular points uh, that are good, acupuncture points, that are good for addiction. Uh, and mm-hmm. and um, there, there are uh, ear points called the NADA protocol protocol, that's N-A-D-A, the NADA protocol, is, is really wonderful for treating addiction. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes addiction is alcohol, drugs, food, et cetera, right? But it could also be addiction mm-hmm. to our thoughts, you know, running mm-hmm. these thoughts over and over again. So, uh, uh, so, so that's also interesting looking at it from that vantage point. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I also wanted to mention that uh, I also do a lot of work with the acupuncture with fertility and pregnancy. And mm-hmm. some of the miracles that I've gotten with that just sort of expresses how amazing acupuncture is. So I'll just, just real quickly say that, you know, I have people who have uh, one, one patient in particular I'm thinking about at the moment who, you know, couldn't get pregnant for years and years. I mean, we're talking like in the teens, you know, years. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, I gave her a couple acupuncture treatments and she actually got pregnant. It didn't yeah, nice. hold it didn't hold that time, but then we worked on it for another few months and uh she did get pregnant and did have a baby. So, um sometimes there are just miracles that happen and, and that's why I want everybody to know that they can um get, you know, some really really good mileage out of acupuncture. And if I could just be a little humorous for a moment, so now do you do acupuncture for the stress of parenting? I am joking. Uh, <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, <laughs> and, and better yet, how about how about uh, doing acupuncture on your child? <laughs> yes. Well, you know, now that we can, I wonder to what degree um, you might have just a few pointers that people can do that are self self-administered. So for example, when I rub between my thumb and my index finger, um, Mm -hmm. sometimes I find a a tremendous amount of relief, not only in my neck, but along that arm on my left side. But I've been told that that has something to do with headaches or cardiovascular. I don't know exactly what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a major pain point. So Mm -hmm. that point is called LI4 or large intestine 4. Uh, there's also one okay. that is very close to it called Lingu as well. That's an extra point. And, but, but when people rub in that area, they usually are getting sort of both points probably. Um, and okay. it can help with headaches uh, because that mm. point is the master point of the face. And so face, head, oh, interesting. you know. Yeah, so that's, a, that's a, great, mm. a great place to do it, and it can be very helpful. Acu- acupressure can, can also – that's acupressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I know that we and, teach uh, EFT and tapping and things like that. How would an individual uh, do some sort of acupuncture when they are in a panic reaction of having a memory re-triggered or an intrusive mm-hmm. memory of an abusive or traumatic event? Let's say they were in 9-11 and they, and they are having a nightmare and waking up of what it was like to be in the building trying to escape. What mm-hmm. what would they do at the moment of the nightmare in terms of acupuncture? Again, it may be too individualized, but if you have any general formulas, what do you think? Um, that is more individualized, but I had a couple other thoughts. Okay. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you it. could always try the pain point, certainly. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think what what else um, would be easy to do. Um 
Yeah, I'm I'm not coming up with with, with something right now because I haven't I haven't thought about that um on um yeah, it's usually, you know, the LI4 that people are using. Uh, but maybe something will come to me. Okay. In the meantime, I think that there's a couple okay. things. You mentioned tapping, and interestingly enough, they do use the acupuncture points when they're tapping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, there, there's. Um, I have this, um, this, this picture that I give to patients sometimes, where um, it shows the setup sentence and then a diagram of where you can press for those acupuncture points when you're doing tapping, uh, and or Beautiful. tap on those particular points. But but the, sometimes mm-hmm. the first setup sentence is all you need. It's even though mm-hmm. blank. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. So even mm-hmm. though I just had an argument with someone and I'm feeling really insecure, and you can tell a whole story if you want, or you can just do it short. But mm-hmm. even though blank, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And if you say mm-hmm. that a few times, it really does resonate. It, it does start mm-hmm. to help. And when you're doing the tapping at the same time, it can be really great. I once, I remember being very stressed out when I was doing my doctorate program. And I was, uh, maybe I was trying to write a paper and I was getting some writer's block. Um, I sat down on the bed and I said, okay, I'm going to do tapping. And I don't do it a whole lot, but I I did it that time. And I, I kept on... Um, because once you do the setup statement and you start tapping, you, you take a phrase uh, from that setup statement. It might be just one word or it might be a few words. But what I noticed is each time I'd go back and do it over and over again, the, the phrase changed. And I, and I kept on changing it until I realized what was really going on with me. And then I just started crying hmm. and I let it out. And then I went back to work. <laughs> yes, that's, yes, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah so um, is, that can be really a, helpful. The the other thing, I'll just give a, a really um, quick breathing technique that I have found also to be very helpful. Uh, okay. you're, you're, you're breathing in, you're inhaling in a very relaxed yet deep way. You can inhale, um, it could be to a count of um, seven possibly or less. Um, but I wouldn't even count it. I would just breathe in deliciously until you get to the top mm. of the breath and then hold the top of the breath for two seconds. I literally will say in my mind, one, one thousand, two, one thousand. And then let out that breath and just, again, a delicious exhale until you're done. Mm. It is powerful. Mm-hmm. And if you yeah. needed to do it again, you do it again. But um, that actually calms the body really nicely. Do you think that the tapping affects the serotonin, the dopamine, the estrogen, the testosterone, the the I do, I do the think it can. I think that yeah, I think that anything that you can do to relax your body is going to affect those neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. Meditation affects it. Uh, acupuncture affects it. Mm-hmm. Once again, Lori, explain how people can get in touch with you. Okay, sure. Uh, they can uh, go on my website for one. Um, the website is laurideutsch.com, and I'll spell that for you. It's L-O-R-I, D like in David, E-U, T like in Tom, S like in Sam, C like in Charlie, H. So it's laurideutsch.com. 
my uh, and you'll get you'll, you'll be able to contact me through the website should you want to do that. But uh, my email address is Lori at LoriDeutsch.com, and then uh, the phone number is three one zero nine two two eight two nine three. Lori, as we exit, this conversation has gone so fast and there's so much more information. You're a plethora of information that many people will just deeply benefit from. What, I'm what hopeful would you of like that, to say yes. to those individuals? Uh, what would you like to say to those individuals that are, have, are now in the state of recovering after abuse and trauma as we exit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say that uh, you start somewhere. Wherever you start is fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you could think about starting some of the work that I talked about in addition, then we just start somewhere. We start at the smallest just, place or we go, go for it. <laughs> it's, it's kind of, it doesn't matter. It's just being aware of something that you can then take advantage of for your, for your you know, better healing. Oof, we start somewhere, and that's going to make a huge shift. Yeah, thank you so anywhere. much, Lori. Yeah. And we, You're so welcome, yeah, and thank anywhere. you for having me. Uh, okay, and folks, now, so you've been given your injunction, start somewhere, start anywhere, but start to know that you can recover and that this is the next step. And you'll be surprised that when you take that little step, even just that crying as you're sitting there on the floor in a healing sort of way, that step could be the very essence of you being able to recover. So let's go forward in life. Let's help each other out. And Lori, thank you so much for helping us out. Folks, talk to you later. Bye, Lori. Thank you. Bye.